What's going on, podcast world? Hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode of The One With The Podcast. As ever, it's awesome to have you here to keep me company while I share with you the thoughts in my head. Um, Now, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the differences between being busy versus being productive when it comes to working on and in and growing your business. But before we get stuck into all that stuff, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to each and every single person who took the time to listen to last week's episode. Uh, episode number 11, 12... I don't know, I've lost count. What episode is this? I'm not sure. We've done so many. But anyway, the episode before this one, uh, we basically spoke about um, the best way to find content to produce to your market. And uh, it was received so well. And I'm so surprised because it was a bit of an impromptu episode. I was out walking the dogs. So um, at the minute, I'm I'm on a bit of a fitness hype. I'm trying to burn fat. I'm trying to increase my steps and sort of go to the gym more frequently. And I've got a husky. So he was climbing the walls. He needed a walk. I'd put it off a bit too late. I still needed to get the podcast done but time was just running away with me which is quite ironic really considering today we're talking about time management and being busy and productive Um, but anyway I decided to sort of churn that podcast out whilst I was on the walk did it on the most busy road I could possibly have chose so there probably wasn't a worse place or time to record that podcast but luckily it wasn't completely inaudible and from the feedback that I've got it was well worth distributing because it seems as if a lot of you Um, took a lot out of it. So we discussed uh, obviously all things content, where I get my content ideas, what I consider to be the number one source of inspiration when it comes to building content across various platforms. And I spoke a little bit about the impact of physical activity and how that can help sort of your productivity, your mindset, your mental health, as well as the physical. So if I don't say so myself, it's definitely worth a listen. If you've not managed to tune into that episode yet, then please feel free to check it out after today's show and do let me know your thoughts. Um, On that note, if you are getting value from the series as I always say and I know this is a bit of a a shameless request but please do let me know give me the feedback uh, take the screenshots continue to tag me in on LinkedIn and the feedback means the absolute world and as I'm sort of sat here speaking into a microphone and sharing this information it's difficult to know what sort of impact you're having and who exactly is listening unless you get that feedback directly so please do keep it coming and it gives me the encouragement to keep producing more content if there's any ideas or anything you want covering again obviously this podcast is being built to kind of help people in the business space, other uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, estate agents, wherever you're at in your journey. Um, If there's anything at all that I can help you with, do let me know and do continue to give me that feedback and to share and spread the good word. Anyway, today's episode, as I've already mentioned, it's hinged around being busy versus being productive within your business. And it's important to understand that there is a very distinct difference between the two. So being busy, obviously being that you've got a lot of stuff to be doing, you've got a lot of tasks that you need to be working through, whereas being productive is basically getting shit done. And we've all heard the phrase before that there's no fool like a busy fool. Um, And it's very, very easy to be a busy fool and to try and trick yourself into thinking that you are being productive, but it's not always the case. And I myself, I'm a great example of exactly that. Um, So I'm not being all high and mighty about this. I look back now a few years in 2016, probably springs to mind most prominently. So in 2016, I was about 12 months into my uh, business, my estate agency that I co-ran with my colleague Ryan at the time, my business partner. And we had a phenomenal 2015. And we 
built some great foundations, built a great business. And then in 2016, we started looking at recruitment. We brought in more hands on deck. Um, And at that point, I made a very clear decision that I was going to go from being in my business to being on my business. I was going to identify processes and strategies that could better take care of our uh, staff, take care of our customers and help move us forward towards the end goal. Um, And as great as that epiphany was as you know as as sort of forward thinking as it was to sort of have that profound vision and take those steps to make it happen it didn't translate into reality because I'd still come into the office every day and suddenly there was something needed dealing with there was an issue that needed tending to a member of staff that needed my time there was a call that needed returning an email that needed handling uh, a complaint that needed addressing and I kind of see these little things as kind of like little fires in your business that are inevitably going to come up day to day and as the business owner of course when you're in a position where you can put out that fire you kind of feel as if you should one because you want to because it's your business and you want to make sure that all the tasks are being dealt with but secondly and particularly if you've got staff and other people in your office you obviously want to set that example set that precedent you want to lead by the way that you'd expect them to be dealing with things but the trouble is is that once you let that consume you and once you're being sidetracked and pulled from pillar to post every single day day in day out that takes up all your energy it takes up all your focus and as a result you end up not being very productive and you've actually done nothing to move your business forward towards the end goal all you've done is take care of the here and now putting out that fire which essentially in the long term isn't great for you it's not great for your customers you can't have more impact it's not great for your staff it's not great for anyone so it's a complete false economy so um, I noticed at that time that being distracted by what I call reactive tasks so again the emails um, the immediate appointments the day-to-day runnings of a business and that might be different depending on you and what you do and what sectors you're involved with but of course there's going to be distracting tasks that can be delegated and could be dealt with by somebody else if necessary that as the business owner you often feel compelled and dragged into handling So it's important to recognize that there's a very clear difference between working in the business day to day and working on the business in terms of implementing uh, tasks and getting things done that are conducive towards the wider strategy and the end goal that you've set for yourself. So to help me in being more productive versus being just simply busy, um, there's a few different things that I sort of pay homage to that I'm going to touch on on today's podcast. The first of which is batching my time, basically. So what I mean by batching my time is just allocating a day, a morning, an afternoon, a certain amount of hours, whatever it's going to be to basically get a cluster of tasks done and sounds very easy to say that in practice doesn't always translate to that in reality but you need to be very very strict with yourself in terms of how you manage your time you need to manage your day not let your day manage you and because that all that happens is if you don't take ownership of this you end up becoming a slave to your business like I was in 2016 and as a result you don't move anywhere fast so batching your time and batching your tasks is something that we spoke about on the quality versus quantity episode when we was discussing content because I addressed the issue that a lot of people have when they think they just don't physically have enough time to produce great content for their business and as a result they either don't do it or they don't do it with consistency and we spoke about batching that task together in terms of allocating a period of time to produce your content, to record your videos, to write your blog posts, to schedule um, you know, your content for the next week or two ahead of time so you know it's been done. And you can apply that same principle to almost any aspect of your business. So for example, if you've got a ton of emails that you need to be doing or a ton of inquiries, a ton of no contact leads, a ton of tasks that need tending to, 
it's better to sit down and think, okay, I'm not taking any other calls. I'm not being diverted anywhere else in the business. I'm not having any conversation with any third party for the next 60 minutes whilst I get this task done. And the main reason for that, and I apologize that I can't give you a a source or an absolute um, definitive stat on this, but it has genuinely been scientifically proven. And I've read or listened or heard this somewhere recently, and it's doing my head in that I can't think where. Um, But there is definitely a cognitive drain there's a loss in productivity when you go from one task to the next to the next to the next so for example let me just paint a picture let's just say you've got uh, overdue emails you've got 50 emails that you need to respond to and you come in sit down at your desk with a cup of coffee at eight o'clock in the morning and think okay i am not leaving this desk until that coffee's drank and until all 50 of these emails have been dealt with then all of a sudden your member of staff comes in in a whirlwind of fuss and demands a meeting or the phone rings and a customer's complaining or the dog just pees on the carpet in the corner and all of a sudden you know you're being dragged from one task to the next to the next to the next and by the time you've put out all those fires and you've dealt with all those reactive things that you wasn't anticipating you come back to your desk to deal with the emails and suddenly you know further progressed you're being distracted so you're not putting you know your full heart and soul into that task you're not delivering those emails to the standard that you probably could do otherwise uh, or worst case scenario you just don't get it done full stop and essentially you've failed in sort of managing your workload and it's so easy for that to happen but you just need to be very strict on clustering your time together and sort of setting time aside to manage different tasks within your diary as simple as a change as that as that might sound um just listening to me say that over a podcast i can absolutely guarantee you that if you can implement that into your business day to day week to week you'll get so much more shit done because you're allocating time to take care of tasks because if you was the person who I just described who's going from task A to B to C to D and you'll be able to relate to this 100% as a business owner um, or, or, or someone who works in a business environment you'll know that when that happens you feel as if you're being super busy you're going from one thing to the next you get exhausted mentally the cognitive drain is absolutely insane but then you get to the end of the day you get to six seven eight o'clock at night and you look back on your day and think fuck what a busy old day that was, but I've actually got nothing done. <laughs> I've actually done none of the tasks that I set for myself that are conducive towards my end goal. And that's another day wasted. And again, if you're not moving the business forward, that's not helpful to anybody, including and not limited to your customers. So get better at managing your time, batch tasks together. Such a simple thing to say, such a difficult thing to do. But once you can adopt that as part of your processes and how you work and how you run your business, it's going to compound and have a profound impact over time. The next thing is identify the one thing. So the one thing that you need to do as part of your working day that's going to declare that day a success, regardless of how fucking tragic the rest of the day is. So for me, the one thing tends to be a proactive task, not a reactive task. So a one thing for me, for example, it's not going to be calling back a viewing inquiry. It's not going to be processing an offer. It's not going to be getting that list in live because those are all reactive tasks that are going to be done anyway by me or if it was outsourced, it needs doing, it's going to be done. For me, a one thing that is something that's easier to push to the back of the queue but that is essential and constructive towards moving you forwards towards the end goal. So for example, today, 
recording this podcast that you're listening to now is my one thing. If I let my day dominate me, if I got distracted and sidetracked by absolutely everything else that I've got to do today or that I'm thinking of that that's bubbling around in my brain somewhere, it'd be very easy to push this podcast to the back of the queue. Suddenly the day ends and I've not got it out there. Another day passes, it's not been done and you start to lose that connection with your audience. So for me, doing this podcast is constructive towards my end goal. Um, In my property business uh, where I'm dealing more B2C, um, that one thing again could be another podcast it could be producing a a certain amount of content it could be um, putting a new strategy in place for a new marketing campaign it could be doing some tailored marketing through Facebook it could be something that arguably isn't and again it is essential but it's arguably not essential because it's not something that needs doing right then right now it's not something that someone's going to shout at you for if you don't get it done so it's easy to sort of put that in, in lane B and just not take care of it but that one thing that one thing that you know if I just do this today it's going to be so important it's going to be so um, constructive towards where we want to be. It's going to help our mission. It's going to be something that's going to declare this day a success. Just get it done. Identify that one thing and make sure you put a tick in that box. And at the end of the day, regardless of whatever else happens, if everything else just falls to shit, at least it's been a good day because you took that step forward. So get familiar with the one thing and set that up for yourself every day. Think, what do I need to get done today? And just go and do it and apply yourself. Um, the other thing which kind of springs to mind really just from what I've just said there in terms of the one thing is something that I wasn't planning on mentioning in this podcast but I've heard this somewhere I think it's from Tony Robbins when he says get used to swallowing the frog and swallowing the frog is basically an analogy for doing the one thing that you really don't want to do you obviously don't want to swallow a frog so it, it kind of relates to the task in your business that needs doing that has to be done um, that's important but maybe it's the thing that you don't want to do maybe it's something that just bores you to tears something that you you just can't be asked with, but something that all the same does need addressing. Um, I'm always a fan of getting those horrible tasks out the way, whatever that is. Just do it first thing, get it done. Task number one, box it off. It's done. It's finished. And you don't spend the rest of your day subconsciously dreading getting around to that task and that, letting that sort of command your attention and distract you as you're working through everything else as your day goes on. So once you've swallowed that frog, the only way is up from there. <laughs> Anything else that you do is not going to be as bad of swallowing that goddamn frog first thing in the morning. So again, if there's something in your business that you have to do daily or weekly or monthly that you've been putting off, just get it done, swallow it, it's done, it's out the way and you can now focus on the funner tasks or the tasks that you actually want to be investing your energy into. Um, the other uh, sort of thing that I want to touch on, uh, just kind of moving on from the day-to-day tasks for a second, um, when it comes to being more productive, it always pays dividends to identify a niche. There's an old saying that the riches are in the niches. So by that, I mean niching down to the person that you want to speak to. Who is your customer? Who is your avatar? What do they look like? What pain points have they got? How are you going to position your brand, your message, your marketing, your content? How are you going to speak directly to your avatar? How are you going to paint yourself as an authority and build trust equity with that individual or with that market? So if we use an example, again, I'll relay this back to my businesses. So let's just go with Property. If we say in the state agency, my goal is to work with, and this is just, I'm just literally thinking on my feet here, a million pound plus houses, then I want to niche my message to vendors who own million pound plus houses. So I'm trying to get familiar with their lifestyle, how they interpret uh, content, the sort of things that are interesting to them. What other brands do they interact with? I'm trying to build a real picture of what this person's lifestyle looks like. And as a result, how I can best serve that individual, because once you get 
get clear on who you're speaking to, it's much easier to be productive in your message, in your marketing, in the steps that you take to present your information to that person, to connect with that person and to secure that business. Um, It's also worth uh, bearing in mind that kind of like refers like if that makes sense so if you're dealing with a vendor who's got a million pound house it's likely that that seller knows other people they've got friends family colleagues uh, people in their network in their sort of immediate circle that also own properties of a similar value in a similar area and so if you can serve their pain point and if you can build a good connection with that individual then you're going to be at the tip of their tongue when it comes to recommending your services to someone else who needs it down the line so again when it comes to future proofing your business when it comes to painting yourself as an authority in that space with that niche in your market the clearer you can get on who you're talking to and the pain point that you fix if you can be that go-to person for that problem then suddenly you know you're sort of going to bring more people like that who fit that kind of character who fit that avatar you're going to draw them into your ecosystem rather than trying to be something to everybody and then your message gets quite distorted it gets lost in translation and nobody really knows what you do or what you're the go-to guy for if that makes sense so the clearer you can get on who you're speaking to the louder your voice can be heard okay Now, the other thing that we're going to sort of breach on from here is, I'm going to sound like a bit of a dick here, but it's basically getting comfortable with saying no. So understand and be comfortable with the fact that time is the most precious, most valuable commodity that any of us have got. So if you go and spunk a load of money on a failed marketing campaign as not as ideal as that isn't (laughs) for business that money can be made back you can recuperate that down the line and time once it's lost once it's been spent you're never going to get it back it doesn't matter how much money you've got how much you want it back how productive you are there's nothing we can do to reclaim that time and time is the one thing that we've all got and we all need to use to our advantage in order to propel us forward in our mission to achieve our goals Uh, and when it comes to a 24-hour day you're going to sleep right at those hours you're going to presumably want to spend some of that time with your family with your friends doing stuff outside of work at least i hope you do because it shouldn't be all encompassing Um, and that leaves us certain amount of time left over to focus on productive tasks around propelling your career forward or your business forward again towards the end goal so every time you say yes to a task that's not conducive towards moving you forward down that line to that goal you're saying no to something else so and any business owner will tell you Anyone who's in a position of influence, anyone who owns a business or has just started up a business, suddenly everyone wants your attention. Everyone's got a product, everyone's got a service, everyone's got something that's going to benefit you, something to say that you need to listen to. You'll be getting dragged into a coffee, I'll buy you a brew, come to this meeting if you've got an hour for this Skype call. And you know, you can kind of feel compelled to say yes, 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 because you want to be the nice guy or because you want to build connections or because you just don't want to be mean, you feel like a bit of a dick, you kind of feel as if someone's got maybe a silver bullet. your business needs but the reality is is that you need to kind of take decisive action and only say yes to the things that are going to be constructive towards your mission especially if your business is a little bit further developed and time is a precious commodity there's only so much of it so if you say yes to a meeting that you know is not going to have an outcome conducive to your mission then you've just wasted 
an hour plus travel there and back, plus a few quid on a coffee, to sit down through 60 minutes of bullshit, which fair enough, it might be nice, it might be a nice brew, it might be a lovely person that you're chatting to, but at the end of the day, that's you just trying to feel busy for the sake of feeling busy's sake, if that makes sense. And I've done this myself, again, go back to 2016, I'd do every meeting, every time I got a cold call, every time someone wanted to speak to me, whenever a new bit of prop tech came out, whenever someone wanted to speak to me about something to do with my business, it's quite nice, it's a bit of an ego, I'm going to say this because it's just fucking fact and everyone listening to this who's done this will be able to relate someone considers you important someone wants your time someone wants to take you for a coffee or for a meal or to wine and dine and woo you over business it's good for the ego it makes you feel as if you're somebody it makes you feel as if you're being busy you're being productive you're moving things forward when in reality you're not mate you just you're just trying to kill time Now, I'm not saying that don't go to meetings or don't listen to people who can help your business. Of course, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying draw that distinction and get very comfortable with saying no to the opportunities that aren't complementary towards your end goal and towards your business and your mission. Now, in 2020, I'm going to be honest, I'm a lot less busy than what I was two, three years ago. Um... But I'm more productive. So I'm working on the things that matter. I've got a hierarchy of tasks that I want to uh, tend to. I'm more mindful of my content. I'm more mindful of building authority, of building trust equity um, with all of my ventures. And as a result, I'm starting to see the the sort of, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? I'm starting to see the fruits of that crop. Oh, the benefits of that labor is that anyway you know where I'm going with this um, so although I'm not as bogged down although I've got a better work-life balance which is amazing because a few years ago I didn't have my little girl and now I've got my little girl Esme so I get to see her more spend time with her go to the park with her um, spend time with her during the day when otherwise I wouldn't have been able to a few years back because I was too busy tending to other people's shit trying to be important feeling like a bit of a busy fool and not being that productive whereas now and I'm not saying that I've got it perfect by any stretch of the imagination but now I definitely feel as if I've got a better balance between being productive and just simply being busy for the sake of being busy if that makes sense Um, another thing that I've got better at doing maybe there's still some room for improvement and it's all going to depend on where you're at with your business but if you're listening to this as somebody who's slightly more advanced and down the line with their business and you've got bits and pieces going on and different various you know tasks that you need to be taking care of day to day try and outline realistically what needs your involvement and what doesn't so Again, for me doing this podcast, I have to do this podcast. I need to be sat here speaking into the microphone, giving my views, my opinions in my tone because I'm building a podcast around my personal brand so no one else can do that for me. I can't outsource that to anybody else. But if it came to a property listing, if it came to editing photographs, if it came to clipping together a video, producing content, if it came to all these sorts of things, they're things that I might do if I enjoy doing it. But essentially, that's nothing that can't be outsourced. I can pay someone else to do that. I can outsource it to a third-party company. You could employ a PA, a member of staff. You could use websites like Fiverr, for example. Um, If anyone doesn't use Fiverr or they're not familiar with Fiverr, get used to get used to Fiverr, get familiar with it because it's a brilliant tool for outsourcing um, in quite a cost-effective way. So if you editing photographs is going to take up a couple of hours of your time, is it worth you paying 20 quid to outsource that and get someone else to edit them if it allows you to buy back that time and use that two hours in a more productive manner on something that's going to be constructive towards moving your business forward? And I get it, day-to-day as a business owner, we're all watching the pennies, we're mindful of what's coming in, what's going out. But the reality is, again, what value do you put on your time 
if it's going to take you three hours to record to, to, to edit a video and trim it down and clip it and do subtitles and another couple of hours to do your floor plans and do your photographs and prepare your listings and another half an hour to do a write-up then another you see where i'm going with this all these are little sort of um, entry-level tasks that can be that, that can be passed on to other members of staff, to your wider team, to third-party companies, to people who are available and at your disposable at your disposal. Sorry, um, to help take care of those things, so you can focus again on working on your business, not being distracted by the day-to-day stuff within the business. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's my kind of two pence worth. I know we've covered. Uh, quite a bit there actually more than what I was planning on doing I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent at places so uh, I'm sorry but hopefully there was there was at least a couple of golden nuggets in there anyway um, just trying to make sure that I've got everything boxed off before I call it a day yeah I guess that's it I just want to end on this kind of I guess to put this into context for you um, going back to what I said about riches in the niches because I felt like this myself and to an extent I sometimes feel like this myself when I'm looking at my strategy in terms of who I'm trying to speak to and who my ideal avatar is for my business because an early stage business owners, I'd be able to relate with this even more, I think, that when you're getting things off the ground, when you're keen to do business, when you're keen to build your brand, when you're keen to serve people, build referrals, recommendations, there's this temptation that you kind of need to work with everybody. But the phrase that I used before was the riches are in the niches. So if you just think of this analogy that a brain surgeon gets paid a whole lot more than a GP because they're specialists, they've got a certain skill set in a certain area that tends to a certain issue. So they get paid considerably more, whereas a GP, still a great profession, still get paid well, but the general, they've got a base level of knowledge in everything, but they're not experts in anything, if that makes sense. So... In that instance, do you want to be a brain surgeon? Do you want to be a GP? Do you want to be something to everybody? Or do you want to niche down and be the go-to person for one particular pain point that one particular uh, section or demographic of your market might have? I think it's worth taking some serious time to really sort of think about that and sort of think of the long-term goal of your business. Who do you want to serve? What purpose and impact do you want to have? What change do you want to make in your industry or to your market? And once you're very clear on who you want to work with and why and what the end goal looks like then everything that we've discussed in today's podcast comes much easier because you start with the end and then you engineer it back and then you can really identify the processes and the tasks and the steps that you need to be taking and implementing every day in order to be productive in order to get you there in order to drive things forward to increase revenue to drive your sales to have that impact to create that freedom whatever it is that you're looking for it's all so much easier to work back once you start with the end goal and you don't lose focus of where you want to be so there we go guys that's my two pence worth for today all finished done and dusted under half an hour bish bash bosh um, as i said at the start of the podcast if you're enjoying it please do keep the feedback coming it's so valuable for me to get the input from you in terms of what you're enjoying or what you're not let me know if there's anything at all you want covering continue to spread the good world the good world the good word let your friends your colleagues your family know about the one with the podcast if you think they can get value from it and i'll see you on the next show take care